0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money.
1: DIY Money. Oh, Ali is in his house. What's up, Ali? Howard, how are you? Howard, you, Howard, the first you. Time I've heard, is that what you're trying to I do? I don't
0: know. I, yeah, now I am. <laughs> I wasn't, but I love it. Well, one of my friends now cracks on. up
1: constantly at the the joke. Howard, be thy name. Oh, for, she yes, thinks that's a good one. Nice. Um, let's see what's new with me. Um, tomorrow. Wait, this is a great opportunity to get some insight. Tomorrow oh. I'm going to my first this, hey, ever. This is oh.
0: not a show for you. This is, we take questions. Oh, I'm shoot. Just kidding. Should we go no, right I'm, to the I'm, question? I'm kidding I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. kidding. Um, I'm going to my first drive-in movie. Tomorrow? Tomorrow night. How old are you? 25 next week. So you're, you've never been to a drive-in movie? Never. Uh, is this a date? No.
0: Oh, okay. Just going with some friends. Right, okay. So so, so it's not, so, okay. I'm ready for the question. Hit me. <laughs> what do you got?
1: Well, my question, Quint. This is Allie from Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't what it how does it even work? Like are we do we stay in our car? Oh boy. Like I'm picturing this, Quint. Oh boy. You pull up and then it's like that awkward exchange where you're sitting outside the grocery store and the person next to you is texting someone back and you make eye contact. Is it like that, but for a whole movie?
0: So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it depends. I've been to many. I love the drive-in theater. Uh, okay. It's phenomenal. When I was a kid, we used to go all the time. It, it was nostalgic then. That's not like it's not like I grew up in the 50s and there were that's what you did. But in when I went in uh, growing up and and even recently, you pull in, you are next to a little stand. So there's a stand like a pole. Think of a think of a wooden pole. Uh, this may have changed. Somebody could be laughing now and go, "Quint, that's not how drive-ins are." I, I, I can share with you how I think they might be now. But you'd pull into your spot, um, and then on the stand is a little microphone or sorry, little speaker that you take off, you put on your window, you roll up the window, and you have you listen to the movie on the speaker, and you're in your car. And there's a concession stand. You can go out and you can go get a concession stand, et cetera. Now, we used to come in a pickup truck. We'd turn the pickup truck around. We'd put, you know, seats or whatever in the back of the pickup truck. You can certainly, I would suspect, take your lawn chairs, uh, you know, pull pull out because there'll be speakers out too. It's not like it's not like when you leave your car, it's all quiet, right? So if you're going to the concession stand or the bathroom or whatever, you just, you know, you, you're still going to hear the movie. Um, but my suspicion is I wonder if now when you go, they have you turn your radio station to, uh, you know, a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. But if you do that for two hours, are you going to die? Are you going to kill your battery?
1: I feel like you might.
0: Yeah, so they might still have the speakers, and I, I don't know, but I mean, it's it, yeah. You take your lawn chairs if you want, or or stay in your car. Most of the time, you sit in your car, and that's kind of the cool thing about it.
1: And is it the awkward? Your neighbor is right next to you. Or is there some space in between? No, it's
0: awkward. It's yeah. awkward. I mean, it's there's some space, but no, they're they're right there. But you're watching the movie. You're not. You don't care, and it's dark. Like it gets dark. I mean, that's how you're going to see the movie, right? So the it's going to get dark. It's a massive projector. You're not gonna see your neighbor friend, but you could. You could be like, "Hey, what's up?" But it's not. I mean, you remember? Well, maybe not. Like, what when you go to a theater and you sit in a chair and there's a stranger that's sitting true. right next to you?
1: That's true. I think it's just the car because you're next to them, but you're not. I think that's why it's always Allie, this awkward. This is not
0: something to overthink.
1: I'm overthinking it, Quinn.
0: Totally overthinking Stressed it. Stressed out. People have been going to the driving theater <laughs> for a hundred years. You're gonna be just all right. I'm fine. ready. I'll let you know how it that's, goes. So, what are you
1: seeing? We're going to see The Little Mermaid. I don't know if it's the new one. Why are you that's laughing so at funny.
0: me? Because <laughs> yeah, you're 20-something and you're seeing The it's Little Mermaid. It's going to be a great night. I, it's hysterical. It's like, going to be so fun. I think that's great. Good for you. That's that's <laughs> phenomenal. Allie, what I've learned about Allie is she takes advantage of the time off and does fun stuff. Like I came in this morning. I was like, what did you do last night? And she's like, oh, I didn't get to the pool. That was her objective to go hang out at her pool uh in her complex apartment complex right and mm-hmm. you have a townhome an apartment what do you have apartment apartment complex, complex. Yeah. but she was like but i did go to a park and i did some reading and just you know some what did you call it you call
1: processing processing
0: that I, wasn't very fun though no it's never fun <laughs> to process that's how D- D- diy money was born while i processed well, there uh, you go. on a beach uh for me you know, several years ago dimitri lobster and crack crime for everyone Extra primo good, Mister
1: Colvinson.
0: Okay, are we? Is that a good question? I'm not sending you a $25 Amazon gift card. Was that shoot?
1: Did, no, that was kind of that, the objective. Did you find value in that answer, or what? I think so. I, I have some follow ups, but we'll get to them all right.
0: later. We'll, we'll see uh, how that goes.
1: All right. Um, housekeeping.
0: This this uh, episode and all episodes are sponsored by Jewel. Financial, J-O-U-L-E, financial. Why uh, are we sponsoring DIY Money? Because we have a wealth development program. And if you're out there and you have a, a unique situation, a complex situation uh, that requires the potential for a partnership with an advising firm, we'd love to chat with you. So you can learn more about our our uh, uh, offerings and our, our wealth development program. Just go to PowerYourPlan.com, PowerYourPlan.com. And you'll see there, there's a, a link to the Wealth Development Program, and you can read about it. Uh, we're in the process of putting up a little video that Logan cut recently uh, because we want to make sure, we, you know, that it's a right fit, right? I mean, let me be candid with you. A couple things. Number one, if you're just looking to start investing and start investment strategy, we do this show so that you can just go to Vanguard or Fidelity or one of the no-cost service providers, open an account, buy a target date fund, and call it a day. Like, you don't need an advisor. Uh, the second thing is, is that, and and this is fine, no problem. But if if we work with someone, the only way we are ever compensated is we we charge for management of money. We are a fee only fiduciary, and we charge one percent of what we manage. Typically, we have a a pretty high minimum, but in the wealth de- development program, we lower that minimum so that we can invest in you. I will tell you right now, if you have an aversion to paying. Now we don't send you invoices. We bill accounts, so it's not like you're, you know, getting a monthly invoice and having to write a check or anything. But if you're just like, oh, I can't ever imagine paying a fee for this. I I should just do this. Please, just do it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to convince you otherwise. That's not, I'm, I'm not my job. Like, if you don't see value in 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 paying for something, just don't do it. I mean, it's as simple as that. I have friends who change their own oil. I will never change my own oil. I wouldn't even know. I had to put coolant in my car the other day. I had to get on YouTube and figure out how to do that. I know.
1: I don't even know what that is. Oh, boy. So.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, so, uh, again, th- that's kind of the thing. And most of the folks we're working with Wealth Development have a unique situation. They have something going on that requires an advising um, relationship. Now, that said, let's get to today's question from Maggie. Maggie, what do you got? D-I-Y.
2: Quint, Daniel, Logan, and Allie. This is Maggie from the great state of North Carolina. I wanted to know about the best tax advantages for dividend producing mutual funds or index funds. As in, is it better for tax reasons to have dividends mutual funds in my Roth IRA or a general taxable account? Additionally, what are the best indicators of a good mutual or index fund? As this is primarily where I am looking at investing. For reference, I am 23, have fast cash, and am completely debt-free. I have a year of expenses and a high-yielding savings account, and none of this is inherited. I have had a 401k, an HSA, and a Roth IRA for two years and have maxed all these out for both of those years and plan to do so in the future. I have a considerable savings sitting in cash and want to make the most of this, so I would just love any advice that you have. Keep it up. Love the bro talk and the show. Thanks.
0: That was your first shout-out. First one. I mean, that's a monumental day, (laughs) literally. That means that Maggie has listened to the previous episodes that you've been part of, thought, you know, I got a question for him. I'm going to send a question, and then thought to include Allie. I'm not going to lie. That's why Maggie got bumped to the top of the queue. It's a relatively new question. We don't normally do that. Questions are usually sent in, and they might go sit in the queue for a couple months. So fun fact, if you want to jump to the top, just give a shout-out to Allie. I don't know, I'm a little biased right now, like Allie. Allie Howard. Anyways, okay. Um so I, a lot of moving parts in this uh question, and I don't quite know how to how to what angle to take. I do know I do know something. Well, first of all, Maggie's got it going on. I mean, obviously, uh, all of these attributes following the fast cash, emergency fund, and the high yield saving. I think she said a year. Did she say one year? A year. That's a that's a lot There's for twenty some year old. I mean, I, that's good for you. I mean, emergency fund is you know what you want it to be, right? We we in three to six months is kind of the ad what we like to advocate for younger folks or professionals. Retirees when they get into retirement years, one year for sure, uh, and then obviously we have, you know, income distribution set up uh, that are relatively conservative or, or fixed income as well for several years. But uh, one year at a young age is is absolutely phenomenal. Con, uh, maxing out the retirement accounts also phenomenal. Now again, the insight that I do, I had some dialogue with Maggie offline, uh, and it uh, she's got a great side hustle. Uh, she she really does. See these clown figurines? Whenever I used to get sad, I just look at a clown and then I just can't help it. I said just can't stop grinning. And they're available for purchase. We're starting this clown.com kind of thing. Yeah. She's she's bringing in some. She's bringing in some change to to make these things happen, which makes sense why she's then asking about taxes. Um, you know, there's an old adage I I'm going to butcher it, but no nobody cares about taxes until you start making money. And then all of a sudden you know and I'm sure there's some political views thrown in there that I, I'm gonna do without but my point is is that more than likely Maggie's asking about this because she's paying the tax man for certain things and she doesn't want additional taxes there's a big movement out there um, I follow a lot of folks on Twitter you know dividends and building up dividend income and all the rest of this stuff and I get it I, I love the concept I love the idea. But what i never understand and i'm certainly just not going to dialogue with these folks about it cuz i i would dare say they're pretty you know they're just like totally into this and that's kind of what they're trying to do is create financial freedom but i i i think to myself aren't you like working and you're paying w2 tax like on your income and now you're just adding dividend income tax to that situation even though it's a lower tax than your income tax i'm like wouldn't it be better just to buy berkshire hathaway and you know, not have tax or, you know, NASDAQ 100 or the S&P. I mean, the S&P has a small dividend, but you know what I'm saying? Like still get the diversification, still build the the worth and not have that three or 4% consistent dividend. Now, again, I know that flies in the face of what someone's trying to do when they're on a dividend path, but I just think there's a time for that. And that time is not necessarily when you're in a high income tax bracket. Now, Maggie, let me get to your specific question, I would say yes. I would say there's probably, if you're looking at investments that have higher yield, which would spark taxes, that more than likely is going to be better in retirement accounts that are then tax deferred. All that said, at 20 some years old, I'd focus on index funds and not worry about it. Either way. I mean, S&P, NASDAQ, uh, you know, 100, meaning Russell 2000. I mean, these are you may have a one to two percent dividend yield on these overall, but if you got a hundred grand and that's a 1% or 2%, one or two percent, it's a thousand dollars a year. Twenty percent dividend tax rate, you're gonna pay two hundred bucks. Like, I mean, we're not talking massive amounts of money. Now, if all of a sudden you are are really pushing for dividend and you you follow these people like I do, and they're oh, I get to buy this as a five percent dividend and this is a six percent dividend, well. Hundred grand now you're six thousand dollars in dividend now it's twelve hundred dollars in tax like all of a sudden that that's real money like I mean I don't I just don't get that so I uh, have considerable funds outside of retirement account I'm very mindful of taxes very mindful of taxes I've learned the hard way I am very passive I try to stick to low cost index funds I try to keep dividend income at a minimal at a minimum so that I don't pay additional tax where it's necessary. And uh, my family and I like to give a lot of money, so we also have a donor-advised fund. And when we have something that has considerable appreciation and I want to diversify, I move it over into the donor-advised fund and sell it at no tax consequences, and I give it away. That's my two cents on that.
1: What say you, Ale? Yeah, that's good. First of all, yes, you're right. Maggie is absolutely killing it. Doing really well on the steps. Um, I was gonna touch on, I think her specific question regarding dividends was whether to put it into a taxable account or her Roth IRA account. So just kind of broad overview of how that works. So typically, and you touched on this a little bit, taxable accounts, you get to pay the capital gain rates, which is just fancy different rates they use, typically is gonna be lower. Um, than your ordinary income rates which on is the, the dividend other option, rate, on the dividends on the dividends yeah. correct yep and so that can be preferential now that's going to be taxable accounts you're going to have to pay that as you earn those dividends now with retirement accounts it's going to be different because as you earn them you're not paying it but when you withdraw the funds then you're paying it so with the Roth uh, you get the tax free um, there which is amazing And then with the traditional IRA, you're going to have to pay that ordinary income rate. So I think, uh, to me, which one is preferential is probably dependent on when you need that money um, and how accessible those funds need to be, which broadens this answer quite a bit because that's going to be super dependent on what are your short-term and long-term goals um, in retirement, how large of a taxable investment account do you have, and kind of the timing of those different accounts. And when you need the money, if you were going to want to retire early, you don't want all your money stuck in an IRA and you're not able to pull it out. So I would say um, the step here, the next step would be potentially like looking through all those different options yourself or as you alluded to, and it sounds like she might have already reaching out to a financial planner to kind of get in order the timing of your investments. I think that's the most complicated way to approach this situation.
0: S and P five hundred. Um, oh, I was trying to look for, yeah, current S and P. According to what I just just really literally googled, is one point six six percent dividend yield on the S and P five hundred. The Nasdaq is the QQQ is going to be even even less uh, than that. The S and P five hundred is eleven sectors, five hundred companies, always changing. So, are you diversified? Oh yeah. Uh, Do you have international exposure? Well, upwards of fifty percent of the revenue in the S and P is coming from international markets. Are you tax uh, sort of uh, advantaged? Yes, one point six percent, minimal, and they're not going to. An index fund isn't going to kick out uh, capital gains distributions. Fees, little to none. So I think you can accomplish you can accomplish what you're looking for whether it's a Roth or a taxable account buying the S&P 500, Nasdaq 100, etc. Now, mm-hmm. you want to get even more tax efficient? Like you just like no, I hate the tax man. I mean, some people are just adamant. Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway is a extremely diversified conglomerate. Everything from tech, finance, oil and gas, railroad, C's candy, I mean, just, you know, a huge run by uh, questionably the best manager in the world. And oh, by the way, you know, yes, he's up in age, but Warden, when he passes, has an unbelievable uh, group of folks behind him. No dividends. No dividends. No capital gains distributions. No dividends. So you can actually own Apple, which has a dividend inside Berkshire Hathaway and never pay a dividend tax. Not a recommendation. Okay? So full disclosure, not recommending that for anybody that your your situation has to be unique. Talk to an advisor, et cetera, et cetera. Full disclosure, I own Berkshire Hathaway, so I'm following that strategy. But I also, a bulk of my investments is certainly in passive index accounts. Again, great movement out there. Someday, someday when I am retired and need income, I will use our dividend income strategy. Personally, I, I, I mean, I will... Do that. It'll be great. I'll get income from it at a lower tax rate than an income tax bracket. Uh, I won't care about the fluctuation. I'll care only about the dividend income. But that's when I stop making W-2 income. That is not while I'm working. So I see a lot of people out there building that up. And wanting to build that up now, and I just scratch my head. And it doesn't make much sense to me. My two cents on it. All. What else, Ellie? Anything else? That's all I got. Look forward to hearing about the Little Mermaid. Yeah, driving. Excited. That'll be great. Awesome. All right. Uh, listen, friends. Secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.